Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer, Ross Barber, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm award-winning singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist, Marcin Valley, founder of the electronic rock band, Midnight Soundtrack. This week, we're excited to welcome Lauren Israel to the show. Lauren is an LA-based songwriting teacher, record producer, and A&R consultant who specializes in finding and developing new talent. As the director of A&R at Capitol Records, he worked with Jimmy World, Coldplay, and Less Than Drake. As an A&R consultant, he has worked with Plain White Tees and Neon Trees, which rhymes. We're looking forward to hearing what advice Lauren would offer to musicians looking to take their careers to the next level. Hey, Lauren, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Hi, Ross and Marcio. What's up? Hey, Ross, what state or country are you in? I want you to take a guess. Where do you think I am? Scotland. Scotland. Ah, nice. Glasgow, Very good. Scotland. Not Ireland, as most people seem to think I'm from. Really? Why is that? You, no, Daniel yeah. Wagner, who yeah. interviewed me on his podcast and thought I was from Ireland. Uh, yeah, no, I'm from Scotland. Well done. Awesome. And how about you, Marcio? Uh, Toronto area in Canada. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, so what are we doing? <laughs> and this is how we start the interview. <laughs> I like the way this is going. So far, I feel like I'm winning somehow. You know... Canada's a lovely place if you want to visit your addict. <laughs> addict. Why? Okay, sorry. Let's Why? go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm sorry. No, it's a, it's a lovely place. Well, you know what? I'm from Canada, so I will say sorry on your behalf. Because <laughs> that's just what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lauren, tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Uh, honest, passionate, hardworking. I... Nice. Could not agree with that anymore. Uh, you don't know, but if you do know, that's what it is. No, I mean, that's what I would say for myself if I were asked that question. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I totally agree yeah. with that. That's awesome. Very important, uh, uh, very important for being a human, but probably more so for someone that works in the music industry. I think those are three things that you need for sure. Um, you'd be surprised, Ross, at mm-hmm. how few artists really embrace those three elements passion hard work and honesty especially the hard work i've noticed a lot a lot these days artists feel far more um entitled and less passionate about the hard work and it's really concerning me but um we hopefully find people of like mind and work together and um make great great music I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, speaking of working hard, you played a, a big part in launching a Jimmy Eat World and Plain White Tees into the mainstream. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what your role was specifically and uh, what you look for when finding new acts to mentor and develop. Um, well, early on, I have a tendency to find artists that are not as developed, that need a lot of 
work. Not that they're not talented or not smart or not hugely, hugely um, musical, but um, I help in all aspects, songwriting, marketing, live shows, promotion, getting them record deals, getting them publishing deals. It's absolutely everything. The look of the band, the aesthetic, the website. So with both those bands, I was there from pretty much day one, pretty much day one. And that's everything. I mean, essentially, development um, is absolutely everything. Absolutely. And, you know, that, I find that that's something that a lot of record labels don't focus on nowadays. They, it seems like they want to find an artist that's already developed themselves to a point where they, are, where they are finding success. And that's the point where a record label wants to come in, where it seems like even, 10, even 10, a decade ago, there were more artists being signed to record labels that you hadn't really heard of and that you do hear of uh, two, three years later down the road. Development deals aren't something that are happening as much. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, record labels do not and pretty much have never really developed artists. It's far more difficult today to get a record deal than it was yesterday or even 10 years ago. If in fact you want a record deal, what I like to call it is how do you get people with a lot of money to invest in your business? And that could be a record label, that could be American Apparel, it could be Red Bull, it could be Restoration Hardware, it could be anybody. Um, but for, for this purpose, let's call it a record company. They want an artist, an, uh, an emerging artist, to come there with um, social media numbers, an, a built-in fan base, um, demand for their tickets, demand for their t-shirts, demand for their their product or their brand. Um, and for certain types of artists, alternative artists, indie artists, it's much more difficult to get that demand. EDM artists, artists that are good on the web or that are web friendly, it's a little bit easier to get those social media numbers. Um, having said all that, um, record companies now want to take, uh, have, have, an, have an artist already build um, a groundswell, already build a foundation, and then they will take it. What I do is I help artists build that groundswell, build the demand, build the, 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 the absolute that someone else is going to help them with a bigger pocketbook. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of artists don't realize that at the end of the day, a record company is almost like a bank. It's kind of like they, they, they are your money source, as, as well as obviously um, their resources, uh, connections-wise, you know, the, having their whole team together. But at the end of the day, like you said very well, if you can find other people to give you that money, and if you, not just to give you the money, but you still need to know what to do with that money, you don't necessarily need a record label, especially nowadays with how much social media plays such a large role um, in helping a band emerge and maintain their success. We got um, last year, uh, I was lucky enough to be working with a band called the unlikely candidates. And I have a, an entire team in my company. I have radio, I have a, um, a blog marketing company that works with me. I have producers, I have writers, everything. Uh, we were lucky enough to chart on the alternative charts. Um, and from there, that tipping point got us a major label, big record deal with Atlantic Records. Um, that's what 
you need. You need those tipping points. Now, that's only if you want to get either a major record company or someone with, like you said, uh, more of a bank to help invest in you. But frankly, um, you need a bank. You know, you need that help. An artist cannot do it him or herself. It's really impossible. You really need smart people that mentor you, that help you. Um, I really, really believe that. Whether it's um, your manager and his team or your your family, I, I don't know, but you need help. An artist cannot get to the highest levels without a great deal of help. It's, it's impossible. And, and what I team. do, absolutely. What I do is I come in there very, very early. Um, because that's what I love doing. I love uh, I love doing that. But but you know to get back to your point, labels don't do that. Most, as a matter of fact, you will find very few people to do what I do at my level because it's so hard. Um, I happen to love it and enjoy the work. I love. I'm very passionate about it. But you're too vulnerable. I like that. I think uh, that leads quite nicely into the the next question that I wanted to ask you, which was um, you do offer a mentoring service to artists. So I would like to know a little bit about how artists can benefit from having a mentor and what some of the common mistakes and complaints that you see from artists are. Very very good question. Um, I'm available to any artist, anyone. My wife thinks I'm crazy because... uh, I'll take on anyone, but they have to meet these criteria. Um, I have to actually understand the music they're doing. I have to I have to actually feel as though I can really make a difference. And third, they have to actually be be interested in the service. Um, and I take anyone, and I can help anyone. Um, I think the common complaints is they want me to do it for free <laughs> and I, I don't you. do it for everyone. <laughs> we can all relate to that. Um, so, um, you know, that's a common complaint. Um, I'm for me with what I do, I, cause I'm an artist myself. I grew up as a musician. So I understand the ebb and flow of, of an artist. Sometimes they're involved and sometimes they're not. So I am, I'm available 24 seven to my artists because I recognize that when you're actually involved in the creative process, if you wait a day, two days or three days to get back to someone with any kind of substantive feedback or advice, um, you lose that energy, you lose that, that, that momentum, you lose that, that connection. Um, and I love it. I mean, some of my artists call me at one in the morning. Some of them call me at eight. You know, it just depends. I have artists all over the world, South Africa, um, England, um, some uh, Canadians. Um, uh, but I think that, uh, that, the, that, that, that people get, artists get the misconception that my time or anyone's time is for free. Um, and that is clearly a misconception. So what, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, always, of having to place a label on something. Or, but what sort of title would you give yourself to help people more, uh, greater understand what it is you do for artists? If uh, you could. Uh, you know, Marco, I wish I had someone smarter than me at this marketing thing. Um, but I like to call myself a record producer because that's what I do, you know. Ah, gotcha. 
Very nice. But I, but uh, I specialize in in helping emerging talent get record deals or or get deals that help them further along. Nice. And you were uh, you were A and R director at, uh, at Capitol Records for many years, and I, I imagine you've probably seen and heard it all. You you know the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything in between. What do you think the biggest mistakes that artists make when they're trying to find a record deal or step up to that next kind of level? I will I will let everyone know the biggest mistake artists make when they're at a major label is they don't understand that it's all about the hits. They don't write songs enough and they don't write hits. And they and they they fool themselves into thinking their bullshit art song means anything to the label. Record labels are run by promotion companies. The promotion company, uh, I'm sorry, the promotion departments. Having said that, the promotion departments are there to get your songs on the radio. If you're at a major label, Capital, Universal, anyone, their job is to get your songs on the radio. If you do not want to play that game, do not take their money. Period. Don't take their money. Secondly, you better be writing songs every freaking day. Every day. Write a song, work on a song, and right or wrong, good or bad, the label and your partner label um, is looking for hits. Now, that's on the major label. So basically, unless you want to play that game, like you're saying, maybe look for an independent label that you could work Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. That some now some indie labels are press-driven labels. Some are frankly internet-driven labels. Some labels are very good at touring. So you have to really be smart or have smart people around you to advise you and saying, okay, we're going to Danger Bird or we're going to whatever label, Sumerian or or whatever or Fearless or whatever these labels are. What is the culture there? What what do my partners expect of me Mm -hmm. let's just be honest let's just i try to take the mystery out of a mysterious music business that doesn't need to be mysterious especially not today sorry especially not today yes yes it doesn't need to be let's just be smart and honest with ourselves and let us find out what the real substance is about what we're doing and how we interact with the people that are trying to help us. But if we don't understand that, we're doomed to failure. You know, it's, it's, you're entering into a partnership, uh, and it's, it's got to be mutually beneficial, right? And the idea that a label is just going to make someone famous, simple, simply put, is kind of outrageous. I love how you do that. You, very, you, very, you really uh, demystify it. And it's, it's almost like if you're going to sit down with a few, if you're lucky enough to get into the opportunity to sit down with them, it's almost like, what are you expecting from me? Is this, is this label basically mostly driven on the artist getting out there and touring 300 days a year, which is, right. you know, some, which is great? You know, does that work for you? Is that something you're willing exactly. to do? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if it's exactly. not, then maybe it's not the right label for you. Is it, you know? Absolutely. Let's be. Let's look at the culture of the label. Let's yeah. look at what how they see us. But you're right. And 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 uh, back to Ross's point. Um, I think that um, the the lack or the denial of understanding what our partners want and to realistically assess what we what that mutual beneficial um uh goal is is um 
is is a big a big concern and that is not that hard to figure out like it's simple are you touring if you're touring a lot then you're probably a touring band if you're not touring at all you ain't a touring band so what are you I mean, it's just, you know, are you doing music that is 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 web based or is it blowing up on SoundCloud or are you a pitchfork band? Okay, then how do we maximize that? If you're a band that maybe writes some sort of poppy songs, you don't tour that much, you don't do very much blog work. Okay, is there a label for that? So, again, demystifying a mysterious music business is what my sort of. Um, goal is and it's very simple let's just be smart let's just realistically look at who we are who we sing for who our audience is and how to best get there the other thing I think I'd love to hear you comment on is uh, for example some artists who are not looking to tour heavily uh, there's also some you know being a songwriter you can still be a songwriter for yourself but having a publishing deal and getting lots of licensing that could be an approach to take more so than the touring route um, you know, and getting your songs placed, that can be a great significant source of income uh, while you're focusing on the songwriting side of things rather than the touring side of things. What, what are your thoughts on that? What am I? Okay, well, um, if you're a songwriter, if you want to be a songwriter, if, if you're lucky enough to be in a major metropolitan city, get out there and meet publishers, get out there and meet producers. By the way, your favorite producers are either on Twitter, they're on Instagram, or they're on Facebook. Hit them up. Don't be bashful. Hey, Max, or hey, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, I'm a songwriter, and I know you probably aren't going to get this, but I'm going to make sure that you're going to listen to one of my songs. I mean, yeah. you've got to be bold. You've got to be bold. I, I can um, attest to that. And they, the people that you don't expect to get back to you sometimes are the ones who get back to you right away. Oh, it's yeah. like, Absolutely. oh, wow, this person, this person did get back to me, but this person I thought never would did. Yeah. Right. And don't be such a pussy. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. it. Right. Just and don't say, oh, I sent him an email and he didn't get back to me. Did you send the fucker 50 emails? And and if you if you sent him 50, figure out how to send him 50 more. Don't don't be mean. Don't be disrespectful. Just figure it out. And and if if someone turns you down, I think it's so important to thank them still for their time. Like I I, Ross and I, we we know that, you know, there are people out there that have they're as nice as they as they as they can be when they want something out of you and if you don't if you don't give them that then they're suddenly their true colors come out just be a decent person i don't think people realize how connected and small the music industry really oh, truly i notice is. it every single day i Absolutely. i we notice what I, show you know, I, oh yeah like i see yeah. people on twitter posting i'm like how do you how do you know this person or i find someone on, on facebook yeah. and i'm just like we we know like 15 of the same people yeah. how does this even happen you and know that's just, we've, and this is our this talk. is our like 60 second interview i believe and even just within that, the amount of people that know each other, we had no idea know each other from all over the world. All over the world, you're right. All over the world has blown our minds of how connected people are. So it's crazy. So don't piss the wrong person off because yeah, if you piss, piss them off, everyone is going to know about it and you look like an asshole. But it doesn't so. mean at the same time, just as a side note, doesn't mean you're going to click with everyone. And that's important. I think I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, Lauren. How important it is, is it to work with people you click with, not just people that you think is, are going to change your, your life, you know? 
say, well, clicking with, right? If one of my artists is in the studio for a brief period of time with an artist he doesn't click with, suck it up, learn something, and and go home with a better song or a better recording. Sure, sure. Um, if you're going to have a long-term relationship I mean. with someone, uh, it's it's probably best you understand what their their um what their core values are. Honestly, mm. you know, I mean, I have to say that the person I am is reflected by the bands I choose. So um, I've always said that um, even when I was actually very young and and, and playing music. Um, you know, you have to choose your manager, your lawyer, your producer, your 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 guitar tech, um, not not because they're a great um, uh, executive or guitar tech, but because there is some affinity from a foundational perspective. Um, but you know, maybe that's a little bit too punk rock of me. But no, I um, agree. I, I firmly believe that you want people and you'll find that naturally the bands that I work with have just by virtue of them being in my world and I'm in their world, we are, we have similar foundational, I guess, morals more, you know, I, I don't want to sound too heavy, but but it happens, especially if you're sober. There are some artists, right, who are just animals, right? They're just animals and they're gonna be successful and animalistic and they will attract other animals. Some artists attract um, different, different people and I think that that's human, right? So um, sometimes, uh, Marcio, we don't necessarily choose the people we work with, it chooses us. I love that. Well, Ross, Ross will tell you, I, I often preach on the show to musicians to build your team as best as you can, about 90, you know, 90%. Like you said, some people you're going to have to work with for whatever reason, someone might appoint it to you. But for the most part, build your own team um, with people that are obviously skilled at what they do, but most importantly, people you click with and that you can work well together. You know, and, and I think that that's exactly what you're saying, Lauren. You know? Yep. So, okay, are you ready for 20 questions? Coffee or right. tea? Neither. Meat or veggies? Both. TV or Netflix? Netflix. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Yoga or yogurt? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day or Blink-182? Green Day. Come on. Really? I know, I, I had to ask. I grew up on Green Day, though. Not so much Come in the on, last guys. decade, but... Let me, ask you guys, let me ask you guys a question, right? Let me ask you motherfuckers okay. a question. <laughs> the Clash or the Stones? Clash. Yeah, probably Clash. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> Friends or Seinfeld? The Office. Hello, The Office. The Office. We have a question that's kind of related to that coming up. It's coming up. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. We do. All right. Yeah, The Office office is a good one. Yeah. Bad religion or social distortion? Social distortion. Although both are very good friends. I met the base of bad religion, if that means anything. (laughs) Okay, now here are two of my favorite bands. (laughs) uh, One of them is still one of my favorite bands. (laughs) Thrice or Thursday? They both suck. Next. Oh. Thrice Canada or Thursday. Or Scotland. 
Oh, Scotland. Absolutely Scotland. Oh, Where's this hate from Canada? Come on. Although, although, although Canada is very nice. Scotland. Thank you. Next House question. of Cards or Orange is the New Black? Just to make you happy, a show that's on the air now, not in the 90s. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. God, you guys are young. Like, fucking... What, what are you going to... Next question. Jennifer Aniston or, you know... Russell, some Marcy, will change that, Marcy will change that we'll question. We'll change it. Just let me change it right now. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm going to answer this question. House of Cards, absolutely. But you guys got to watch The Boss or Boss yeah, with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, I watched a few episodes. Right. So yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. So good. It's, yeah. it's even better, in my opinion, than House of Cards. But yeah, go ahead. Show. Let's cool. go. Some more uh, fairly yeah, relevant bands. Yeah, that's relevant. I'm, I'm, yeah. Paramore or Fall Out Boy? How are these bands relevant? They're great bands, particularly like, Paramore. It's Paramore's really great. Yeah. I'm not a fan of either. <sighs> the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones. Education or experience? That's a really good question. Finally, you know, number fourteen. You have a question. A question. We did it. And I'm I'm gonna say this. My wife, um, who I love and inspires me every day, um, has her uh, juris doctorate. Um, but I'll have to say experience. I agree. As much as that kills me, I'd have to say experience. Michael Jackson. Or Michael Bolton. Oh, God, you guys, seriously. I'm going to email you some much better questions. Are you kidding me? Michael <laughs> there's Jackson. A reason, there's a reason why we have that, though. We, we want to get Michael Bolton on the show because I think we both grew up with our mothers just listening to it, and it's kind of it's kind of an ironic thing that we want to get it's Michael kind of, Bolton on the show. It's kind of gone to okay. the point now where everyone kind of knows that uh, I'm kind of in love with Michael Bolton a little bit. <laughs> kind of. Celine Dion? Or Marilyn Manson. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, no, no. Uh, come on, guys. Come really? on. Is this, give it to us. Just give it to I, us. To be honest with you, can I be honest with you? They're Celine oh, Dion. <laughs> I'll have to go with Celine Dion. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin. That's funny. Ricky Gervais. Quail or kale? Quail. That's it's actually, funny. It's actually whale or kale, but we'll go with quail. I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Bette Midler funny. or the Riddler? Oh, my God. Bette Midler. I've seen her perform. Really? She's insane. Yeah, she's incredible. In the final question, blah, oh, blah, thank blah, God. blah, drum thank roll. God. <laughs> thank God. Go ahead. Ross or Marcio? Marcio. Oh, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> so now, said that. Ross Ross is more handsome. This is true. We all know this. And he actually cleans himself up before the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd have to go with Marcio. Well, I, I even apologize, Ross. So, so oh, no. this is good it's, that you say this. We're all good. We're all good. <laughs> now, you know, okay, I, I've got one last question for you going back to um going back to artists um how can you how can artists develop their sound and build a strong foundation for their career and um also is this something that you think artists have to do by themselves now um in the in the age you live in um or is this something that they uh, there's no way they can completely do on their own you know, you, you somewhat already answered that well um, okay uh, uh 
I'll have to say that it's far too complex of a of a of a question to answer frivolously. Um, so I'll have to just give you a few just very major points. Yes, please do. B- build relationships, work hard, and work smart. But I have to tell you, um, since this is the business I do, um, I, there needs to be a much longer um, answer to that question that would bore most people. But, excuse me, work hard, work smart, um, and build a lot of relationships. Um, but that, that's, that's what I would say. No, I think that's good. Um, yeah. I want, what are you listening to uh, recently? What sort of music recommendations can you give us? Um, there's, um, there's an artist by the name of Nathaniel Rate, Rateliff that I really like. Um, um, he's from Colorado. Um, that's, that's really tickling my fancy right cool. now. Cool. Definitely, uh, we'll go check him out. Uh, and I think everyone should check you out so that uh, <laughs> they can they can get more of this craziness of Lauren here. Uh, LaurenIsrael.com, uh, and it's the same on Twitter. Uh, consistent branding is what I'm liking here. We always talk to uh, talk about getting consistent branding along uh, social media. Now, I'm currently working on my next solo album and have just released my side project, Midnight Soundtracks, debut album, Foreplay. You can hear my music on marcinovelli.com. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which are all slash Marcio Novelli. I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog posts at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. And this episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton Presents. Find out more about what Chris does and how he can help you at chriskeaton.com. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit bridge-the-atlantic.com slash sponsors. Lauren, thanks so much for first making me feel so empowered and then later and tearing me apart feeling, our- feel terrible about our show that we've been working on for a year. So you kind of, do you like to keep the balance? Is that what you do, Lauren? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Keep it real and keep you grounded. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.